It's Monday. It's morning. And it's the year one finale kickoff macabre special. Fireworks, explosions. <laughs> I don't uh, know how it's a finale a sp- and a kickoff, but that's what came out. So. It's okay. We're kicking off the finale by ending it right, baby. So welcome to the Halloween year one Monday morning macabre special. It's fucking choice, kid. It's boss. <laughs> It's going to be the most boss thing you ever heard, kid. Fucking rules. No Magasia Paris coming to my place. He's going to make some spinach and garlic, and it's going to be fucking the tits, kid. And not tapping in the square, if you know what I fucking mean. We had one fan say they like that accent, and we're fucking running with it. Yeah. Speaking of one person who likes the accent, I have to make sure I get this out of the oh, way. Oh, definitely. Uh, <laughs> CCMM on Podbean. If you're out there, I need you to hear this. I have remorse in my heart. I can't reach you. It's like when, you know, when a person like goes to another country and meets like the love of their life and they don't like speak the same language, but they like really connect and then they make a post on like, and then the love the of their internet. life dies from tuberculosis. So you reanimate them yes. using wires yeah, and, and then you dance with them in a plane. We'll get to that later. It's not the <laughs> point. What the point is CCMM on Podbean, you left a comment talking about how our accents were authentic and that you appreciated that. And I went to respond to this comment. And on Podbean, the delete button is right beneath the reply button. And I guess which one I chose. <laughs> and it doesn't give you a confirmation uh, pop-up. So Podbean, if you're out there, Oops. maybe add that. But So I literally you wrote this nice little message and I just fucking killed it. <laughs> and I need you to know that I, I tried to respond. So... If you're ever in the North End, let's get a Sam Adams kid. This is like a, an apology, like like we got canceled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. It's not who I am. Okay, like Darcy. It's not what Monday Morning Macabre is about. <laughs> and it's like we got caught with a bunch of like heroin. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, this episode is all about you, the listeners. It's all about. Uh, you girl your favorite <laughs> on your 16th it's all birthday. about you pearl it's all about you girl it's all about your favorite episodes of this first season we are going to be counting down the top seven episodes for you today why top seven dars top seven because a lot of people want top five a lot of people want top three people go top 10 but how many people are going top seven and we went top seven because six 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 rounded up seven bam that's my reasoning i had to set you up for that because i liked it so much <laughs> yeah thank you thank you sir now, because this is an episode all about the listeners, I do want to make shout out to the Patreon listeners. Ooh, and go down one by one. We're gonna run through the we're gonna run through the list of them real quick, just for that extra. Uh, hey, this is these are the first ballot Hall of Famers. Yeah, this is the <laughs> this is the All Pro Macabre team of season one. So shout out to you, Steve Abbott, bruh. Thank you so much, Steve. Stevie boy. Stevie Boy, he was uh, spooked by the uh, the Numbers Station episode, Ooh. understandably so, because that is a creepy child, like, whispering in your it's ear. It's also fucking real. <laughs> like, it's fucking yeah, real. and it could just end the world, <laughs> so that's crazy. Jessica Courier, or Courier, I don't know if it's like a French last name, but we, yes. you're a sweetheart. Thank you so much. Yes. We really appreciate your message. That was really sweet. Yeah, that made my fucking day. Skelectra, classic. One of the OGs. OG listener. We got Barry Leadham. The young Leedy Bears is what he probably goes dude, by. Don't I don't know sleep for sure, on, but I'm assuming don't he sleep does. on Barry Leeds, dude. K 
Casey Billings, shout out to you. One of the first comments ever left was about you listening to the Mothman episode, so we appreciate that. Casey. Tara. Michelle Castrasana. Thank you, Tara. And for your extra credit work of providing us with pronunciations for the episode you recommended. Yeah, that's in the pipeline. It's in the pipeline. It's in the works. Lottie Van Boxtel. Lottie. One of the... That's a probably sweet... The coolest yeah, that's a list, fucking honestly. sick name. <laughs> so good for you. Uh, Jojo Wellborn, the classic. Jojo. You enjoy being Malibu Barbie tonight. I hope it goes well. <laughs> I think like her sister also is like a fan part of that patreon <laughs> account jojo's going as malibu barbie and her sister's going as the barbie car so it's gonna be a really is sick that true double costume no <laughs> oh that'd be so sick you know like those you ever see those kids with like the transformers costumes that like when they like kneel yeah, down they have, it's like, like a, a double car <laughs> i was hoping for that yep ryan benson the uh, so many suggestions from you long time listener long time caller one of the ogs as well Dakota Riggs. It's a full moon, I believe. So Dakota is the name he's going to be going by. So shout out to you, Don't Dakota. Call him Lucas. You. I swear to God, if you call him Lucas, I swear to God. <laughs> and then we got Trevor. Trevor J. Shout out to you. Always on Twitter with the likes and the retweets. We love it. And Andrew Wright, also uh, a young Twitter follower. I don't know why I said young. <laughs> that young. I don't know, I don't know your age. <laughs> uh, Not Andrew but, Wrong. Hey, thank you guys. Just wanted to. Get, get that in there as a thank you to, to you guys, the Patreon listeners for supporting the show. The all-star Thank team. you to everyone who's listening out there. If I had a list of your names, I would keep saying all of them, but I don't think we would have the uh, the ability or time. But we do want to thank you so much, guys, for listening to the show. It means a lot to us, and it's crazy that anybody is listening. We did not expect anyone to really give a, a, sh- a, sh- a shoot. Especially we've had an awesome group of people, like international Obviously, we're from the States, but... Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we have people you from can tell Greece. Awesome Australian <laughs> accents. Greece, India, like um, Ireland, yeah. Sweden. It's been amazing. Sweden, Ireland. It's all all of those places. So, without further ado... Without further ado... Why don't we get into that good content that you are here for? Yes, that's why Your I'm top here. top seven episodes of the year. Let's go. 2020, what a year it's been. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you lay here, if I just lay here, if I, would you lie with me and count down the top seven episodes? All right. Number seven episode of 2019 to 20, of season one, I guess. Number seven. <laughs> number seven. No, 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 no. Number seven. Our number seven episode of the first season as voted by you, our listeners, is season one, episode twenty, Laveau and Lalori. The big easy baby. The big easy New Orleans. The episode. I am excited to talk about this one because I just rewatched season one of True Detective. If yes. anyone's seen that, it's like one of the best seasons of any TV ever. Yeah, and then season two is one of the worst things I've seen in a long time. Yeah. But basically, season one's Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, and they're like looking for creepy cult stuff. It's basically me and Darcy. It's basically me and Scones, uh, but set in Louisiana. In kid. 1995. <laughs> Did you know? Okay, fun fact. Uh, I'm always full of fun facts. Oh, hit me facts. with it. <laughs> Louisiana State Bird. It's the banjo. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> Their state, their state, uh, their state flower is actually just LSU head coach, uh, Coach O. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Go tag. Oh, anyway, 
enough this was a, enough joking around this is a serious this show. was a suggestion i believe by skelectra right i think it was it sounds right i'm pretty sure it we're gonna was. roll with that if it wasn't <laughs> sorry if and it you're wasn't welcome. and you <laughs> suggested it hey you know we're not perfect we're only we're far we're, we're so far from it human. i love the like the jams you're throwing <laughs> like the early 2000s <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, I was just at a coffee shop and that's all they played. <laughs> that actually tried. It was like definitely just like coffee shop chill playlist. Yeah, it was just like bagels, dude. Yeah, get a spinach and garlic kid. Um, this episode had a fan favorite bit, which is the Popeyes jingle. <laughs> Love that chicken from Popeyes. Love that chicken from Popeyes. <laughs> People seem to really enjoy it. The Amazon drone flying into the bed <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> Re-listening to this to put out the highlights made me laugh a few times. So I I hope you guys enjoy this little clip of... The highlights, dude. Highlights of season one, episode 20. Laveau and LaLaurie. Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre with Scones and Darcy. We're back. We're back. We just flew back from uh, Yekaterinburg. Yekaterinburg. Beautiful. This Beautiful time this time of year. And boy, are our arms tired. <laughs> just laugh track for... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> just let it simmer. Keep going the yeah, laugh track. Yeah. Um, Keep going. Keep it the laugh track on for too long. This is a uh, first going. episode. <laughs> <laughs> now cut the laugh track. <laughs> Um, if you actually edit that, that I will consider it. So this one is a shout out from our listener, Skelectra underscore nine one one nine. Hey, shout out to Skelectra. Send in a suggestion, and look what happens. Skelectra. Uh, yeah, she recommended New Orleans. Do a lot of research, and a couple of women from New Orleans. One not so scary, but a lot of mystery behind her, Ooh. and one yikes. <laughs> Big fucking yikes. So, the big easy. Darce, what do you know about New Orleans? What do I know about New Orleans? I know crawdads. Yes. I, I know... Beignets. Beignets. Crawdads. Um, that's it. That's about it. Mardi Gras? No. Mm, doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> <laughs> Beignets and crawdads, though. Those are top-tier Louisiana style. Oh, I know Um, Popeye's Seafood Restaurant yes. Chain. Free ads. That's actually four hundred dollars going into our checking right now. Yeah, actually, it's just in chicken sandwiches. I'm gonna just just sacks of chicken sandwiches. In <laughs> yeah, the they vault. just airdrop chicken sandwiches using an Amazon drone. Just breaks into your house in the middle of the night and goes, "This is for you. Don't tell anybody." Just love that chicken papas, and then it puts it next to our pillow. Yep. I was like, "Wow, that's Louisiana fast." <laughs> Marie grew up and married a man when she was very young. How young we talking? She was like in her teens. She, uh, the guy's name was John Paris. John Paris, Marie Laveau. And yeah, these are some real French. Lo- yeah. Suddenly went missing in 1824. Ooh, MIA? This is, the, say, this is a classic. Yeah, a lot of people say that he left her. He was like, see ya. I got swamps to go look at. Yeah, I, I got beignets to meet up with. Wait, is this... Uh, <laughs> like we said, we've never been to New Orleans. Yeah, this is all we know. A uh, crawdad told her to go to a swamp and eat a beignet. Uh, and then she played banjo with an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
She Mille found Mille. love again with Louis Christophe Dumensnil de Glapion. <laughs> wow, that was. I mean, it just kept going. <laughs> the way you said the other names have been skeptical, but that one was a hundred percent. You're skeptical. What? That, that this one was it? I'll do it no, again. No, 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 no. Louis on What I'm saying is, I think you nailed that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Honestly, the second time was even better than the first. So they got down and dirty and had 15 children in rapid succession. <laughs> like, they were like, oh, what? We're Catholic? Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> we need as many kids as possible right now. We're going to talk about the LaLaurie Mansion. LaLaurie Mansion in West Philadelphia. Born and raised in New Orleans. Where I spent most of my days. LaLaurie. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all. Shooting some gree bags out of the school. <laughs> I'll edit that. <laughs> <laughs> that was better than I thought. <laughs> That's for myself later. Anyway. Once the fire went out, firemen started to dig through the rubble. And actually, the stairs were still intact. And they went upstairs. The smell... Yeah, it was oh, wretched. No, while the lorries never truly admitted it, reports say that when they opened the uppermost room, what they found was a horror show. They f- found slaves, some alive, some not. Wait, this is a different room from the yeah. So that's the slave quarters was where they were getting tortured. Oh Jesus! The uppermost that- room is a whole nother oh, fucking level. Shit! They open the door and find like people all over the place. Some with mouths sewn shut. Oh. Others had body parts that were torn off of their bodies and sewn onto other parts of their bodies. Fucked up. Are they all dead? Are these guys dead? One woman was actually called, they call it a spider woman or a crab woman because her, she had extra limbs sewed on and some of her bones were broken and reset to bend in weird ways. Is she alive? Uh, Does not say. That's, uh, I hope to God she's not. That is. They also found another man fun. stuck to the wall with his face dissected and his entire head nailed to the wall. What the fuck, dude? Another man with his genitals removed and sexual reassignment surgery underwent. That's so fucked up. Wow. So while a lot of them, or some of them were alive at the time they opened it, there were flies everywhere and none of them uh, would actually survive. The yeah, good. Oh my, I hope. Rescued. Ah, that's super, dude, that is, I don't. That's not as fun as Popeye's fried shrimps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Louisiana Fest. The new Popeye's <laughs> Spider Woman special, Crab Lady. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> to you, it was about eight minutes. To us, it was only five seconds. We exist time is fleeting. Time. time is a flat circle. Am I right? Shout out to Trudy. I was gonna say, there you go. I'm like ripping open fucking Lone Star beers and just talking about shit like that. Yeah, you're also like seeing a bunch of crazy wild. Aren't you doing like a bunch of drugs? If I remember correctly, I don't remember. Oh you yeah, were tons of peyote. Nope, not peyote. It was quaaludes. Either way, either way. What a what an episode. What what a, a fucking wild pen, dude. Spider women, cra- spider slash crab ladies. Okay, yeah, I I have to say in the in an episode um, that may or may not be on this list, I won't give any spoilers. But we recently had an episode about uh, Carl Tanzler, who was an asshole, and there, <laughs> there was a statement. There was a statement said, "This is definitely the worst guy that we've talked about." And then I remembered the yeah. Lloris, and I was like, 
whoa. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> bad. the fucking worst yeah. we've ever talked about. It's there's it's definitely it's it's two incre- incredibly macabre things uh just kind of that kind of veer in different macabre directions. Yeah. Laveau was a badass bitch though. She was cool. She was. Anyone going for Halloween as Madame Laveau? Let me know That'd because be I'll cost you a Grigri bag. <laughs> the Grigri bags, dude. Dude, I want a Grigri yeah. bag. Yeah, we should change Halloween to be Grigri bag. To Day. be full I don't, American, is, I mean, New Orleans voodoo. Is this something? <laughs> I don't know. We can keep hey, picking by at the it, way, <laughs> I can't believe we haven't say, said it yet, but happy Halloween. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, Mary Samheim. Mary Crumbus. Happy Halloween. Uh, and if you're in Mexico, you got two sweet days till that Dia de los Muertos. Yes. Get some papel picado, the paper of the dead. But yeah, uh, Laveau, very cool woman. I was excited to learn about her and that, like, she was mysterious and macabre, but I, at the end of it, I wasn't like, well, I wish she died. Right. She's actually, like, a badass, like, cool, actual person you could be like, hey, that's a, that's not a shithead, <laughs> like every other person we talk about. Yeah, and the influence that you kind of realize that she had over, like, pop culture with, like, voodoo and right. Louisiana is, like, pretty huge. Even yeah. though a lot of, of what we probably see is exaggerated and stereotyped, but still, it's everywhere, so it's pretty that's true. Yeah, so shout out to you. Madame Laveau, if you want to come on the pod. Yeah, bring your snake zombie. Regardless or not, if there's an E at the end. Yes, and someone's going to write in and be like, you know she's dead, right? And I'm going to be like, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> Actually, speaking of dead, Sean Connery died today. Yeah, big rip. Big rip. Big rip. He was one of those guys that like... Number six. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a Sean Connery podcast. <laughs> Number Ooh, this six. is so tan- like such a weird tangent uh but so that's that's sad all right back to the show <laughs> that's how we roll uh number six number six number six. number number six number six number six hey ma what number we on hey we're on number six it's like every radio show <laughs> yeah. where they just have like a, an annoying amount of weird transitions. Yeah, and like Will Ferrell like quote like sound bits. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it'll just be the sound bites of random movies. Be like, here's number six. Like, and you're like, All are right. we best friends? <laughs> yup. <laughs> number six. All right. Number six, as voted by you guys, our listeners, is The Tale. I don't know why I said The Tale. Give it's me The Tale. Season one. <gasps> Episode 9, <gasps> The Hopkinsville Goblins. Hey, Listen. Ping, ping. Honestly, this is one of my top two episodes, I think. This is a wonderful episode. I really enjoyed this episode. This is a Ryan Benson author. There he is. Uh, so I really enjoyed this episode, and I remember when it was suggested, and I like read like... I did like a summary of it and I was like, this is going to be fucking wild. It's bonkers. And it's so, f- it was just a lot of fun to, to talk about yeah, because it's, a big it's fun such one. an insane story. And it's crazy to think it was only episode nine. Episode nine seems like it, like, it feels like we didn't record it that long ago. Yeah. But we have like 45 episodes in between then. That and was now. like what last November, December or something. Yeah. It's crazy. That is crazy. It's insane that we've managed to do a year of weekly, a thing for a week for a year. I think we only missed one, one We missed week. one because my freaking daughter had to ruin it. Hello. Can't you, uh, don't you understand that we're the number one podcast 
ever. <laughs> we need this. Joe Rogan's not having I mean, kids. Why do you think he's the, <laughs> why do you think he's the way he is? I don't get to eat elk meat all day like Joe Rogan does. And do like fucking DMT. Yeah. So that's pretty that's pretty crazy. So episode nine. Number nine. Oh wait, no, number six, episode nine. <laughs> and season one, episode nine. Here it is, Hopkinsville Goblins. Your number six. We have Elmer Lucky Sutton, who we'll refer to as Lucky, a man in his early 20s, was visiting his mom, Glennie Lankford, and three half-siblings, Lonnie, Charlton, and Mary. The the three. Yeah, the the, the devil, the, the McDonald's the what? three. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I said the devil's <laughs> Wow. All right, the devil's three, some Johnny, Johnny, and what's Johnny, it? Johnny, and Johnny. It's like Tony, 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 but... <laughs> so he was on break from his job as a traveling carny. That's, he was, <laughs> I, he's my favorite. Yep. So <laughs> Lucky is a carny. Uh, he was with his wife and fellow carny, <gasps> Vera. Oh, a carny love story. Yeah, carny lo- hashtag carny love story. Um, <laughs> That's trending on Twitter. And their friends Billy Ray and June Taylor for the weekend. Wait, Billy Ray Cyrus? It's Billy Ray Cyrus and Lucky Luciano. <laughs> and they, they, went to, <laughs> they wow, went to the, the story is so star-studded. <laughs> so he's freaking out. And everyone assumes he's joking or that he saw a shooting star or a meteor, but Billy Ray insists and he seems like genuinely bothered. So Lucky's like, all right, you know what, Billy Ray, if this is really freaky. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Billy Ray. All right, Billy Ray. I can, I couldn't take you seriously before, but now. (laughs) So he's freaking out so much. So Lucky's like, okay, why don't we go back out to where you saw this object and we'll, you know, we can put this to rest because, you know, we want to play our card game. Clearly, it's just another Billy Ray classic It's a classic Billy Ray goof and gaff. And exactly. so, so Lucky and Billy Ray walk out to the well. <laughs> this is never not going to be funny to us. So there's a glowing object approaching from the woods behind the house. Ooh, it's coming. Right. So as the object gets closer, the two realized it was a, quote, short human-like creature with large eyes, two legs that seemed to float rather than walk, and two arms raised as if in surrender. So lucky and oh, it's they, a total wuss. So they scream. <laughs> the two are screaming and they're freaking out and they come running back inside. What? It was surrendering. <laughs> well, <laughs> but they still see this creature from a fucking another planet. Glennie screamed and everyone comes running because she's the first one to see this object in the doorway. So Billy Ray immediately shoots, right? So he shoots at the object, piercing a hole in the screen door. He then runs out to the porch, chasing after the creature. As he did, a claw hand reached down from the roof, grazing his hair. So this thing ran to the roof. He's chasing it, and apparently it grazes his hair. <laughs> Just with like that's soft. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, this is Garnier fruit teeth right there." <laughs> Billy Ray, and as we do know, Billy Ray does have great hair. I mean, if you ever seen him, he's like a water buffalo with human legs. He's got that beautiful hair. <laughs> Within an hour, half a dozen law enforcement and media members have converged on the farm, including military personnel. So you what a scene! I know you exactly. You can picture it. You've got police cars. Caution tape, army trucks, media vans, all on this small farmstead. Just looking to do battle with these floating buckets. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to find the floating spooky bucket boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shirt. So this is what a UFO festival chairperson says. He's like, yeah, the family, they peace out. Now, Glennie moved to an apartment and refused to live in the country anymore at all after that. 
She's Ooh. like, I was way she's too. She's a city girl. She, no, she well, she was a country girl her whole life, and she's like, I can't live in the country anymore. I can't be alone. Like, Dude. I need nearby people. Imagine That's how being like, a country girl and then goblins make you into a city gal. <laughs> I just need to find a girl who's been goblinfied <laughs> and is now giving up her rural lifestyle due to metallic goblins. Honestly, it's a classic rom-com setting. <laughs> this will be <laughs> an everlasting love. So she used to be a this country is just girl. A, yeah. <laughs> and now she's in the big city after a goblin. After a goblin yelled at her after Lucky Lou's run her out of town. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Is. <laughs> I was trying to think of a uh ryan reynolds and eva mendez <laughs> he's a city boy just trying to find his way in his corporate architecture environment and she's a rural girl chased out of town by lucky Lou's and space goblins <laughs> jennifer aniston <laughs> in a love encounter of the third kind i wish that was a public this domain song <laughs> Wow, what an episode. I can't believe <laughs> what I just heard. Gee willikers. That's scary. <laughs> what were you going to say? Uh, there was a lot of amazing, just the word Billy Ray Cyrus really tickled us. <laughs> oh my God. Billy Ray is so, we, I could not stop laughing. Listening to it back and editing that little <laughs> clip together, I was like, oh yeah, this is still a, a hilarious name. It's so good. Lucky like, Billy Ray, Glenny the Mother. It was just like the it's sickest so group of musicians. classic. This is the, I mean, maybe my favorite bit on the show is the commercial. <laughs> the, the rom-com? That's up there. <laughs> the rom-com is one, is, that's a top tier Monday Morning Macabre clip. It was very off the cuff. <laughs> it sure was. But you know what? That's, I mean, we, I think every single joke we've ever made on this is <laughs> yeah, we don't off the cuff. Actually, yeah, now that I think about it, we don't prep anything. <laughs> we, it's not like we script our show. So that's a, that's a good in i it's just so crazy it's it's just such a wild story and there's so much pop culture references that come out of it that's like the og alien gray men army like every single thing that you can think of that is like alien pop culture references they're all because of that episode your favorite not that episode (laughs) because (laughs) because what happened in the episode (laughs) bringing that to light yeah, if it wasn't for us making that episode, you never would have had E.T. You never would have had that, like, old meme of, like, the weird alien smoking weed. Yep. Um, so, you're welcome for all of those. Hopkinsville Goblins, definitely in my top three, top two, maybe. I loved it. Um, episodes. I'm glad you guys all loved it, too. And just just a solid, good time. All right, Dars. I want to give out an award. Oh, Oh, what's this? An award? It's the Monday Morning Macabre Awards. The Spookies. The 2020 Spooky Awards with Scones, hosted by Scones. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming. Uh, it's been a hell of a year. We've all struggled, but uh, I just want to give out <laughs> an award for the number one enemy of Monday Morning Macabre. <laughs> oh, who is this? Listen, we don't have our kind of... Uh, influence in pop culture without making a couple of enemies you know that's i mean you yeah you gotta you know you gotta squeeze a few lemons into my eyes to get me in the mood if you know hey, what I mean. and if listen if you're looking to roughy these <laughs> feddies dude you gotta get us in the mood oh wow the, <laughs> the nominees for monday morning macabre enemy of the year are ludicrous 
Ludacris. Whose face we said looks like a UFO. <laughs> Darius. Da fuck Darius. And Jason Siegel. Ooh, Jason Siegel's my choice. All right, here's the envelope. Oh, he's opening the envelope. <laughs> and the winner is... <gasps> Darius. Hey. Fuck you, Darius. Fuck you, Darius. If you can see me right now, I got a middle finger for you right here and another one right over here. I got right there. I got one right yeah, here, I baby. just peeked on that What one. he doesn't know, is there an Amazon drone dropping a bucket of dog shit on his house? Yeah, and you had it fucking coming, Darius. Don't you ever pull shit <laughs> on us like that again. So why don't you rethink your attitude for season two, buddy? Thank you for watching the 2020 Spooky Awards with Scones. Okay, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Sorry, I, we lost connection for a minute. <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened, but hopefully this the recording is still going and everything. Up next, we have, as voted by you, our listeners, number five episode. The number five. <laughs> Five, number five. Number five is a little episode, a recent episode. <gasps> a Reese? Just made the cut. A Reese PC, dude? It's a Reese PC Trick or Treaty, season one, episode 53, <gasps> Count Carl von Kosel. This guy was the worst. This dude made me want to not record again. Hey. <laughs> this dude almost ended Monday Morning Macabre. <laughs> <laughs> this man almost ended our whole career. <laughs> Count Carl von Kosel, just a real jack wagon He's of a man. He's the biggest jack wagon. Uh, this was a suggestion by another listener yeah. at JoJo Wellborn. Hey, JoJo was like, hey, I'm going to slide in your DMs. I'm going to ruin your fucking life. <laughs> I'm going to make you cringe, baby. And boy, oh boy, did she ever. This one was wild in a different sense than the goblins were wild. <laughs> the goblins were just wacky and crazy. It's like gremlins, right? Where it's like, oh, these are that's fun and crazy and wild. Whereas this one was wild in the way that like the human centipede's wild. <laughs> where you're like, I this is so insane that I want to like cut my eyes out of my face. After doing this podcast in these subjects, I'm like hanging on to a small shrivel of my faith in humanity. <laughs> Yep, it's very, uh, it really has opened my eyes to, uh, just to the the great people we have in this in this world. And Count Carl von Kosel is one of those great people. And Scones, we brought him into the studio to interview. <laughs> oh my God, um, Darcy, you did. <laughs> just comes out dancing with his wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, hey. No! <laughs> You know I what? That's enough of us talking about it. Why don't you just jump into it? Count Carl von Kosel, episode number five. Number five. One fact her family remained ignorant of was that Tanzler was the only person with a key to the mausoleum. Oh, God, I hate this. This is not how I want to start my week. Dude, I want a fucking mausoleum. This looks sick. I mean, mausoleums, pretty dope. Taking women from them after they are deceased, 
twice as dope, brother. High five. <laughs> uh, not, not quite as dope. <laughs> Ew. And this Ew. is where I am off. That the, why did, the hill was why not did there they have to, to use... die on. He needed more quality time with his decaying dream girl. So he put Holy. Elena's rapidly decomposing carcass in a toy wagon and transported it to a makeshift lab <laughs> he had fashioned inside of an old airplane. Oh, it had to be a toy wagon, dude. He's in an airplane. I'm looking at it right now. It's called. He called it Elena's wait, airship. Ha- Hold up, we've got toy wagons. Yep. Uh, possible necrophilia. Oh, definitely necrophilia. If you definite ask me. necrophilia <laughs> and and air airplane. How did wait? Is it a giant mock plane or is it a real airplane? It's like an old airplane. I don't know. It looks. It doesn't look like a real airplane, but it's the size of a real airplane. <laughs> and he's making a lab in That's, it. You what the fuck? And he is definitely. I think necrophilia. Where did is he definitely get the fucking airplane? Here. I don't know, dude. I'm looking at a picture of it though. It's in Key West, so it's probably just laying around. Uh, actually, that explains so much, dude. This no, guy's no, the no. ultimate simp. Yeah, I was going to say, dude, he is like a simp from beyond the grave. Dude, simp god. Simp god. Dude, we should make a movie about undead simps. Internal simp god. <laughs> Count Carl von Kosel. Count Carl von Simp. Over the years, Tanzler kept Elena alive, quote unquote, using wire hangers to preserve her frame, stuffing her abdominal cavity with rags. That's the worst part to me. You say with rags? With rags, routinely reapplying wax to her face and displacing her decaying scalp with real hair. Where is he getting the hair? This, uh, what is this? I don't know this reference. This domestic Ed Gein's style bliss went on for seven Ed Gein, years. Ed my Gein, my dear boy. Sorry, dude. I don't get the reference because I'm dumb. Ed Gein is a serial killer known for making leather work out of his victim's skin. Wow. Next week Such on Monday Morning Macaw. <laughs> we'll talk about it sometime. <laughs> Scones learns Real about good Ed Gein. Ed Gein Ed for Gein. Scones. It'll be the musical episode. <laughs> Nipple belt across my way. It's basically uh what's that serial killer musical? Um The Demon Barber of Something Street. Oh, 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 Sweeney Todd with Johnny Depp and Tim Burton. It's just that, but we change all the words to Ed Gein. Okay. Ed Gein, Ed Gein of <laughs> Ed Gein. See so you get it. There you go. I did it for you. Excellent. Can we do that for every musical? Well, just change everything to it's Ed like Gein. West Side Story. I just met a girl named Edgina. If you're Edgine, you're Edgine. <laughs> when you're Edgine, you're Edgine all the way. From your first nipple belt. <laughs> to your skin lampshade. Mmm. We're on to something. We are. Anyway. Everything was going great for Carl and, uh, well, not that great for Elena, but until people inevitably started asking questions, because, you know. Hey, why do you live in an airplane would have been my first fucking question. Hey, why do you smell like rotting corpse and wax? Hey, what are you doing with that toy the toy wagon? I need it back. My son's getting tired. <laughs> he doesn't like the smell you left it with. <laughs> the combination of Carl's habit of routinely buying women's clothing, his absence from the mausoleum, and a local boy's sighting of him through a, way, through a window oh, dancing with what the boy described as oh, a giant my. doll. Arouse some Dude. serious suspicion. I'll right, we'll start that sentence Uh-oh. again. Big disclaimer here. Uh-oh. Stop listening if you don't want to get goosebumps. Uh, while performing an autopsy on Elena's remains, coroners uh, discovered that among the multiple body parts Tansler oh, no. had reconstructed, he had inserted a paper tube inside her. I don't. I to don't. To serve as a makeshift 
genitals. Yikes! 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 We're gonna let that. I mean, I be think we all knew yikes. what was coming, but we did. Still, that is. I didn't have to read it. Like, what the fuck? A paper <laughs> tube. Yeah. This is a dude who has never <laughs> had sex. <laughs> I think he's uh, he's making something from a no, he's no like, experience. You know what's probably pretty close to this. Uh, recycled. He just cracks open tube. his printer. He's like this. <laughs> Oh my god, that is horrific. That's the worst thing we've ever said on this podcast. While on the stand, Carl claimed he planned to use an airship to take Hoyos high into the stratosphere. So, wait, (laughs) quote, high into the stratosphere so that radiation from outer space could penetrate Elena's tissue and restore life to her somnolent form, end quote. Which made about as much sense as anything else during this fucking hearing. (laughs) This guy is in, an insane, just the most crazy person we've ever. There's so much. To, oh, he's gone, dude. He's big tinfoil hat guy. Yeah, he is. Uh, could you imagine if it if worked? He was, <laughs> egg on my face. <laughs> I'd feel real dumb. What an absolute nutcase the, this guy <laughs> is. My favorite part listening back to that is when I talked about the piece of paper and I didn't even think about it. And you're like, clearly he has no idea what a real. <laughs> yeah, he has, he's never had, he's never been intimate with anyone. No, but it, didn't he have kids when he was in Germany? He like had wife and kids that he oh. left. And so it's like, man, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> that dude has been in a drought, homie. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, big yikes yeah uh that in the wagon the, the little kid's wagon <laughs> the little toy wagon hey my son needs that back <laughs> just just a crazy episode i knew it was gonna be voted in because after we finished i was like there there's no way you can listen to that and not be like i ne- i can't for you can't forget about that episode it's not for a good reason though but like you just can't it's never going to leave your mind. It's not. It's the fucking... Oh. And it's like... You're going to be on your like Hawaii honeymoon vacation, like sitting, drinking out, a, out of a coconut with a straw, looking out into a beautiful Hawaiian sunset, and just the thought of a, of a paper tube is going to cross your mind. <laughs> or I'm going to... next Like if I ever see like a plane, I'm going to be like, oh, there's a lab in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a man dancing with a, a human doll apparently in there. And how do you like get the eyebrows that well and then... Oh my god, Not, right? And then get a piece of paper for the oh jeez. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he really it's like when you max out your like Madden character into one skill really hard. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, yeah, I really put all his attribute points into dude's, eyebrows. dude's route running is insane, but if you throw a ball to him, he couldn't catch it to save his fucking life. Yeah, he's got big butterfingers, but boy can he hoof it. Same deal. Same exact thing. Same exact thing, nothing different. Episode number five in the countdown. Number five. Shout out to you guys. Moving on. Episode number four. And this one's exciting for a, a reason that we'll get to in a I'm second. I'm excited for the reason. Number four, as voted by you, our listeners, is the OG episode. <gasps> Mothman. Mothman. 
Mothman in his moth memes. I want a Mothman to be my moth queen. <laughs> we actually recorded this one in my parents' breezeway, like on the floor. <laughs> yes, this was like... It's it's funny listening back to the highlights because I'm like, oh, I can remember where these were and I can I know why like some of them sound so wonky or like you, there's definitely definitely differences in audio quality as things moved around. I'm very glad um, that none of the episodes where I had my mic backwards the entire time and sounded all metallically <laughs> made it into the top seven because those were embarrassing. I, for- <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, this is like. Yeah, we were figuring out how to do everything. It's very, uh, I mean, podcasting as a medium is very kind of avant-garde, do-it-yourself, figure it out. And boy, were we figuring it out. But that said, and that was actually another thing that I was kind of worried about. I was like, a lot of people are probably going to listen to this first, and it's their first experience of the podcast. So they might listen to like five seconds of it and be like, this is the, I don't want to listen anymore. But yeah, they're they're not hearing the, it's Monday, it's morning. That was that was pre-intro. Also, it's I'm listening back. I'm like, we are so much less like comfortable in speaking into microphones. Oh, we got real goofy real fast. And we like I can like hear in my the way I'm speaking, like I can hear like in my head the like things I would or like the bits I would go for now. And I can just like hear myself like pulling back and not wanting to like be like a fucking weirdo. Yeah, I can I can almost feel like I'm enunciating back then. Now I'm just I don't give a fuck. I'm slurring my words all over, but still like <laughs> now I'm just drinking five nips of whiskey and just going essentially. But I mean Mothman's a a classic. We need to get a Mothman shirt out. I mean he's he's half on a shirt. He is half on a shirt. Oh yeah, I guess we do have a Mothman shirt out. What am I saying? <laughs> yeah, we do have a Mothman shirt out. Uh check it out on the merch store. <laughs> I forgot the la- i don't worry about it <laughs> shut up i i still this is probably my f- one of my favorite topics that we've talked about because it's just so crazy and interesting and well documented it is and just cryptids are fun cryptids are always fun a lot of cryptids if you're out there cryptids yeah a lot of cryptids that i feel like i've looked into for uh part of this particular program uh sometimes there's not enough on the cryptid or enough like history or research or like eyewitness accounts right. to make a full length Monday morning macabre episode. Yeah. That's why Mothman's awesome. There's so many yeah. sightings and shit. So many witnesses and documentation and stories, like so many sources to pull from. It's just a crazy cool story. And a shitty movie. And a really <laughs> shitty sci-fi film. So let's jump into it. Season one, episode one, the Mothman. This coffee's so bad. <laughs> Scones made some coffee for us. And poorly. Hey, it's better no, than... No, yours is different. Yours is the 1K cup I had left. I had to brew oh this my God, from, like, such a gentleman. from like grounds that I found like in the back of the cupboard, like not in a bag, just sitting there. You gave me the 1K cup to rule yeah. them all. Thank you so my much. My grounds like were handed to me by a mouse <laughs> in the back of the cabinet. He's like, hey, this is good shit, bro. <laughs> He had a little mouse trench coat. Yeah, he's like, hey, you, you looking for beans? <laughs> Got all the beans you need right here. The TNT area was made up of several hundred acres of wood and large concrete domes where high explosives were stored during World War II. You know, just just the thing in town. 
where you just got hundreds of... All the of bombs pi- are together? Yeah, 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 they're like, hey, let's keep them all in... in the- all in the dome. Yeah, the dome. <laughs> so a network of tunnels also honeycombed the area and made it possible for the creature to move about without being seen. Why were there tunnels? Because when you got all that explosives, you need to make it easy, <laughs> easily accessed by intruders. So, Mothmen. Or, or Mothmen. Yeah, they did not design this with Mothmen in, in mind, and that's a huge issue. I hope that's changed. <laughs> I hope yeah, the no. EPA is a little bit better. Yeah, but, you, uh, you have to have Mothman. Mothman regulations. Exactly. That's part two, Mothman regulations. This house is pretty old. This house is made in the 50s. Now I'm worried this is a, a Mothman. <laughs> a, a, a very easily accessible Risk. Mothman home. It's going to be one of those com- like commercials where you're like, does your home have asbestos? <laughs> <laughs> you're entitled to free whatever. Is your home susceptible to Mothman? And it's just Mothman, like, sitting at a kitchen table reading a newspaper, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, um, he's in the shower. He's like, get out! <laughs> <laughs> so there was very few homes in the Mothman region, uh, but one dwelling belonged to the Ralph Thomas family. On November 16th, they spotted a funny red light in the sky that moved and hovered around the TNT plant. It wasn't an airplane, Mrs. Marcella Bennett, a friend of the Thomas family, said. But we couldn't figure out what it was. Mrs. Bennett drove to the Thomas house a few minutes later and got out of the car. And with her baby, suddenly, a figure stirred near the automobile. It seemed as though it had been lying down, she later recalled. It rose up from, slowly from the ground, a big gray thing, bigger Ugh. than a man with terrible glowing eyes. Mrs. Bennett was so horrified that she dropped her little girl. She quickly recovered the child <laughs> and ran to her house. <laughs> so She's much faster without her baby. Yeah, she's like, this is dead weight. I need to go. And the Mothman's like, you left your baby. Hey. Maybe that's all the Mothman wanted. <laughs> Mothman just wanted a child of its own. Yeah, him and his, him and his moth lady haven't had any success. so Because mm, the moon was always blocked by the trees. Exactly. So that's another sighting. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good... That one has an anecdote of... Uh, like that should be noted by child services. Yeah, and it's honestly, you know, it's legit because she could have totally. I would have absolutely yeah. left out the baby drop. Definitely, <laughs> that's she she, no reason to lie. <laughs> right? She's like, I dropped my kid. I ran. And Imagine, I was like, wait, what was that first part? And she's like, I ran. <laughs> <laughs> she accidentally dropped her kid. And she's like, oh, I need to make him an excuse. And of all the things he could have yeah. said, in case there son, was a Mothman, uh, there was a big glowing red Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> I was so spooked. <laughs> After all these sightings, mm-hmm. right, all this strange stuff has been happening. It kind of culminates to this one event, okay? Yeah. And this is why I find it interesting. This, I think this is why it's like such a good urban legend. So lay down the event. All right. So most of the sightings had come to an end, and Mothman had faded away into the strange twilight zone from which he had come. <laughs> but the story of Point Pleasant had not yet ended. Around 5 o'clock in the evening on December 15th, 1967... The 700-foot bridge linking Point Pleasant to Ohio suddenly collapsed while filled with rush hour traffic. Dozens of vehicles plunged into the dark waters of the oh Ohio River, God. and 46 people were killed. I'm looking at the bridge right now. It's it's a good-sized, huge bridge. It's a bridge. huge bridge. Yeah. And here's... So, on that tragic night, the James Lilly family, who still lived near the TNT plant, counted more than 12 eerie, eerie lights that flashed above their home and vanished into the forest. That night? That night of the bridge collapse. So it's like Mothman and all his people, like, yeah, no, this this looks pretty bad. Yeah, it's it was a huge, like, catastrophe. And after that, no more sightings or strange occurrences happened in the town. 
that was the last mothman got his revenge and peace exactly that's that's why i find it like so cool is like all these eerie things are happening and it all culminates in this like huge disaster and then that's the end like no more that's mothman, nuts isn't it that's really scary it's really 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 creepy I love that the lady drops her baby. Just <laughs> you, listen, you got priorities. She was. It's just so crazy to me. She's that, dropping like, it like a bad habit, as, especially now that I have a child of my own. I can't believe you do that. Well, you <laughs> like, haven't seen Mothman. <laughs> that's true. I yeah. I guess I, I I'm I'm speaking out of school here. <laughs> but if I saw Mothman, I would just be like, "She's yours now. Goodbye." And like maybe Yeet. who knows. Be like adoption.com. That would be the last things my daughter would ever hear her father say. I feel like if you have a newborn baby, you're not that much faster without the baby. <laughs> They're not that heavy. That, yeah, that's the that's the thing. She's it's gonna be like, yeah, if you have a newborn baby, it's like eight to ten pounds. Yeah, like after like a month or two. So like you're probably still making a, a good hundred meter dash time, you know? For sure. So the other thing that I love about Mothman is just the bridge collapse makes such a nice like it's such a nice bow that ties up the macabre gift of Mothman because like the rest of them are kind of like sightings and then there's like that one macabre actually scary event that yeah like you just said puts the bow on it yeah it's just the conclusion to the Mothman prophecy is just this terrible accident and then he's gone forever that's crazy yeah and we're like That's laughing bananas. along like <laughs> Ace and Bandit. And then it's like a bridge collapse and a bunch of people die. And it's like, whoa, what? And we're like, but, but Ace and Bandit, are they okay? And Duke? We still have to go to the Mothman Festival. We do. That's next September. We got to remember to book a Mothman Festival. That'd be a, I think that would be some great bonus. If temp. you drive a large van or bus up and down the eastern seaboard and want to give us a free ride uh, to <laughs> uh, West Virginia, let us know. Yeah. If you want to let us come to Warp Tour... Let us know. Yeah, I heard Blink-182 is touring again. <laughs> oh, my God. Touching things and eating their insides. <laughs> Happy Halloween. I miss you. Miss you. So that's season one, episode one. Number four on our countdown. Number as voted by you four, guys. Thank baby. you so much. Thank you for enjoying Mothman and sticking with the podcast after you hear our Mothman blabberings. Oh, Dars, I'm getting word. Hold on. From Sling and Dingers. Oh, what is we it? have another award to give out. <gasps> Oh my god, a second award. The 2020 Spooky Awards with host Stinko Bongo. Hey everybody, it's me, Stinko Bongo here. (laughs) Today, uh, (laughs) we're going to be giving out the award for Best Monday Morning Macabre Guest. Mm, Best Morning Macabre Guest. Best Morning Macabre Guest. The nominees. Who are our nominees? The nominees are (gasps) our friend Sean. I don't know if he was in a regular episode, but he was in a Patreon episode. Hey, Sean, our friend, Mike, Mike Anchor Problem. Droopy Dog. Droops. Oh, man. Gotta love Droops. And the big DD. Tiny Scones. <laughs> oh, it's Tiny Scones, Droopy Dog, and our friend Sean. All right. Three fictional characters have made it into this <laughs> podcast. And the winner is. Dum, da, da, dum, da, dum, da, da, dum. I want to know what you're using for this noise. 
Droopy Dog. <gasps> Droopy's actually here. Can he come ba, up this, ba, ba. Uh, to accept this award and give a little speech? Mom, hello, everybody. First of all, I'd like to say, I don't know. Droopy. <laughs> my, mis- <laughs> my wife passed away, and I've recreated her. In my airplane helmet. All right, uh, Troopy, let's get him off stage. <laughs> Troopy's had too much. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. Just big yeah. hook pulls him. Troopy's had too much from the open bar <laughs> here at Slingin' Dingers. <laughs> All right, and we're back to the show. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Hey. Um. Okay. We um, apologies about this weird cutting out that keeps happening. I don't know what it is, but I hope everything is still going well. Moving on to number three in our countdown, as voted. By you, our listeners, is season one, episode forty-eight, the Bell Witch. The Bell fucking Witch. The Bell Witch. This is another wild story. It's got historical significance. Historical significance. It's crazy. It's like try and wrap your mind around it. It's like put your head in my head and then try and use my thoughts. I can't thoughts do and it. ideas, baby. Thoughts and ideas. Um, just a <laughs> just a Andrew Jackson versus a witch, like yeah. So Andrew Jackson, president of the United States, on the twenty dollar bill, fucking just was is, like is f- going witch hunting, going witch hunting. Let's take a look at the clip. Season one, episode forty eight, the Bell Witch. And today's episode is a recommendation, a suggestion <gasps> from a listener. A recommenda? Uh, a recommendation. From who? Who's, who has the audacity to recommend? Oh, old Riggler himself. Who? Dakota, Dakota slash Lucas. It's both on, on Instagram. Riggs. Is so that, shout out to you, Dakota. Is that two people or he goes by Dakota or Lucas? No, he goes by one or the other depending on if it's a uh, full moon or not. Oh. And Hold on, let me so check. shout out to you. <laughs> Let's is it a full see. moon right now? Is it a full moon? Yeah. Are we waxing or waning, dude? Give me that deets. I think there's two full moons this month or something crazy. Ooh. If it was a blue moon right now, dude? Apparently on the 2nd of September was a full corn moon. Dude, that was yesterday. So he's probably going by Dakota. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, right, that tracks. Dakota Riggs for the suggestion. One day in 1817, John Bell was inspecting his cornfield, as one does when he encountered a strange-looking animal sitting in the middle of a corn row. Shocked by the appearance of this animal, which had the body of a dog and the head of a rabbit, Bell shot several times. Oh, hell yeah. The animal vanished. Bell thought nothing more about the incident, at least not until after dinner. How can you not be thinking about that incident? I was going to say, I'd be like, okay, I know I have to eat dinner, but I just saw a half dog, (laughs) half bunny, and it disappeared in front of me. But these potatoes are banging, so I got to finish this. I'm sitting at the table like, you ain't seen this shit before. Not long after that, the children began complaining of having their bed covers pulled from them and their pillows tossed onto the floor by a seemingly invisible entity. Pretty spooky. Yeah, that's like, come on. I mean, listen. Are you fibbing? I have a daughter, and I do (laughs) gnaw on the end of her bedpost, and I do rip away the sheets and throw her pillows and stuff, but... That's just a build character. That's just a good dad. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's just to get her ready for the, the frightening world we live in. 
So what was the Bell Witch scones? Like most such Wait, stories. Wait, so the animals the Bell Witch? We're about to explain. Oh, okay, scones. sorry, sorry. So shut your fucking mouth. Scones? Yeah. Do you want to keep fucking being a part of this? We're <laughs> <laughs> just a huge power trip right now. <laughs> scones every fucking week. I have to do this. This is the last episode. Scones is on. <laughs> I'm just, just gunshot. I'm like, we, well, Scones is on vacation for the foreseeable Scones future. Scones broke his leg and is unable to race. <laughs> so I had to do it. I had to take him out back. It was the humane thing to do. The encounters escalated, and the Bell's youngest daughter, Betsy, began experiencing brutal encounters with the invisible entity. Ew. It would pull her hair and slap her relentlessly. Ugh. So my kink, her problems. But <laughs> often leaving welts in <laughs> Oh, goodness. <laughs> Go off, King. <laughs> Listen, we're sex positive podcast. We don't kink shame. So, they have an encounter with a witch before they even reach the John Bell's house. Yeah, and it sounds like Andrew Jackson's going to end up hooking up with this witch, which adds so much more to the lore of his presidency. Yeah, it's a real Twilight situation where it's like, it's a will they, won't they? They're always like flirting like this. Like, she'll stop his wagon and he'll tell the boys. Like, everyone in gym class knows Andrew Jackson and the Bell Witch like <laughs> each other. I know. It's like, just get together already. Now, one of the men in the company, one of his boys, claims to be a, quote, witch tamer. Dude, and after seven, that guy fucks. <laughs> yeah, that guy. He's like the Witcher of. He's 1800s. like, I've I've been having some Tennessee. crazy ladies in my life. They call me the Witch Tamer, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Dude, I don't think you can say that." Yeah, they're like, "Hey, please stop." <laughs> I'm we're in a home. After several uneventful hours, he pulled out a shiny pistol and proclaimed that its silver bullet would kill any evil spirit that it came into contact. Dude, with. this is already the coolest he, story I've ever heard about a U.S. president. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like cannibalism's pretty close, but this is... We've had a disproportionate amount of presidents in this <laughs> podcast. We had Andrew Jackson apparently going yeah, witch hunting, uh, George H.W. avoiding cannibals, uh, Bill Clinton like drug smuggling and hiding murders in Arkansas. <laughs> like It's a wild time. Further on in the night, the, the witch begins to make an appearance. She starts pinching and slapping uh, the men. <laughs> And Jackson's covers were ripped off as quickly as he could put them back on. The witch. And his entire... <laughs> this witch is such a prankster compared to the other witches of... I know. Of, of like, lore. Yeah, yeah, she's just grabbing and pinching and ripping off <laughs> uh, fucking covers. Like, oh, you're cold now. Yeah, it's like Scary Movie 2-style ghost haunting. So the entire party of men were slapped, pinched, and had their hair pulled by the witch until morning. And that's when Jack... <laughs> The witch hunter is now has shut the fuck up, and he's like, "This sucks." Uh, now Jackson and his men decide to hightail it out of Adams because they're like, "This is the worst." I can only get pinched and have my hair pulled so many times. <laughs> I'll get shot, no yeah. problem. But if you pinch me, not gonna happen. Uh, he's later quoted as saying, "This is Andrew Jackson." He says, "I'd rather fight the British in New Orleans than have to fight the Bell Witch." That's the coolest sentence that has ever been said yep. by a United States president. I love the guy who's the witch hunter. He's my favorite character in this little ditty. It's such like a humble Where? brag of him being like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I know what I'm doing, guys. This isn't my first rodeo. 
Listen, yeah, I'm a yeah. He's this dude's cosplaying as a witch hunter, and well, the thing is, is that like back in the day, that was a thing you could be. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they all fully believed like, in this witch. They yeah. they weren't just getting tickled and like silly slapped by nothing. <laughs> getting the sheath pulled off of them. She's such a nice, like, fun, like, teasing yeah. witch. If, at worst, annoying. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not like I'm gonna boil your your children in a pot and make a potion. No, out of she them. just it's stays like, eternally young by <laughs> giving you some good pranks. Right. It's like dis. It's like like the ghosts in Disney cartoons. Yeah, <laughs> where it's like you know what I mean, <laughs> like that big like floaty spectral they, smoky like, take looking your thing. Hat It'll just and like, stuff like <laughs> yeah, or like dump water on your head and like. <laughs> It just it's just so such a weird thing for a witch. And Andrew to do. Jackson being like, I'd rather fucking take like a thousand more muskets in the chest than have to deal with this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, fuck this shit. I am so out of here. Just a wild, wild story. And an amazing love story. True. <laughs> or would be love story. No, the fan fiction's being written right it is. now. It is. I have it it came out a little fifty shades of grayish for most people probably, but yeah. I got it. The script is here. They got hot and heavy, and uh, we're going to release it uh, into the store soon. <laughs> Scones is... That would actually be such a good thing to sell. It would be. If you wrote a fan fiction, I, that would I, be amazing. Like, one night... We're, we're going to be joking about this. One night, I'm going to have one too many glasses of uh, something. And then <laughs> the typewriter starts clacking yeah, and away. And then you're going to have a very erotic uh, fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait, and I don't think the listeners can wait either. So that's our that's our number three. Must be eighteen or plus to order. Yes, it's a, it's an adult adult picture book. <laughs> I have to draw it too. It's gonna be a flip book. <laughs> <laughs> number two on our countdown. Number number two. two, as voted by you, our listeners, our number two episode of the first season of Monday Morning Macabre. Sock it to me is season one episode seven h h holmes ding 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 what a what a piece of shit this guy was well there's a special place in hell for this guy just a real asshole this episode looking back at it i was i was loling at the just the uh well let's play here let's play, yeah, play that first clip, and then I'll run so here here's here's the clip for season one episode seven hh holmes hope you enjoy it start with his early life so holmes was born as herman webster mudgett that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he right off the bat. He's off to a rough oh, start. Jeez, uh, that's a I'm, rough name to start off with. He was born in Gilmanton, New Hampshire on May 16th, 1861. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. So we're going back to the late 1800s. This is a pre... Oh. This, this is more, this, like I said, he's the earliest or first American c- serial killer. So, you know, we're going back a ways. A ways. Herman was like most serial killers. He was abused by his father. His father would... That name alone was abused from his father. <laughs> just laugh. Just roses. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so his father would... 
he would do things to Herman like if he was whining too much, he'd put a kerosene rag in his mouth. It's or he, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. Like he really said, "I'm gonna say like a belt or something." No, it's <laughs> you know? like, and he'd also starve a him. Kerosene rag. Yeah, he would mouth. starve him also if he's being so. Like, oh my god. Yeah, it's it's, it's off to a rough start it's to begin gruesome with. Gruesome for Herman Mudget. Yeah, growing up, he took isolation in the woods, probably because he didn't want to get kerosene rags stuffed in his mouth and stuff. He would just hang out in the woods. Like he would go into the woods, and yeah, that's where he like spent a lot of his time. So it's like he's like an evil version of. Like Thoreau. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then that's where he started dissecting reptiles and small animals. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. He's got all the tra- all the classic traits of the like the McDonald's three or whatever it's called, where it's like McDonald's? Yeah, uh there's serial that- killers, it's killing animals, lighting fires and wetting your bed are like three signs that you'll grow up to be a killer. Oh, what's the McDonald's for? I think oh, the, is that a no, guy? the guy who found no, Okay. <laughs> It's like throwing out your happy meal, yeah. <laughs> ordering yeah, Burger King. Hanging out with the Hamburglar, <laughs> being rude to Grimace, and, and not getting... <laughs> not donating to the Ronald McDonald House, yeah. So at 19, he leaves New Hampshire to study medicine, abandoning Clara and their infant son. He first enrolls at University of Vermont, but after a year, he transfers to the University of Michigan. And there's a lot of skeptical, like a lot of skepticism as to why he did that, but the predominant theory is that... He's a huge football fan. <laughs> ...is that University of Michigan had a cutting-edge curriculum curriculum on human dissection. <laughs> so he was like, I like that. After all my dissecting of animals and stuff in the woods, I want to get more involved in that. That's what a lot of kids uh, talk about in high school. Yeah, you know, cl- I mean, standard locker room talk. <laughs> I'm like, this one has a nice campus that's in the city, and this one really dissects people. <laughs> But it's all, you know, his common app must have been just had the craziest essay. <laughs> he now was at UVM. And, Smoking pot, probably. Well, a lot of, not quite close. A lot of kids who knew him repeatedly mentioned his habit of stealing medical cadavers, both intact and in pieces. Uh, so it's a lot like smoking pot. If oh, you yeah. were, uh, <laughs> oh, he's doing wonky stuff with those. Uh, something that supports this. He had a landlady who quote, noticed a foul stench in Holmes's room emanating from a dark object under the bed. She then swept the object out from under the bed, and it was a the cadaver of a dead baby. So he's, like, stealing cadavers from the school, and, well, what he was doing with them is that... Trying to be the best surgeon he can be. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he was, I guess. <laughs> I mean, in his views, he's probably like, what, this is just initiative. I'm just showing... Well, it's how I learned, dude. Yeah, I just, right. It's not in a classroom setting. <laughs> So the hotel, unbeknownst to its patrons, had hinged walls and false partitions. Some rooms had five doors and others had none. Secret airless chambers hid underneath floorboards and iron plate lined walls stifled all sound. There was stairs that went to nowhere. There was hidden rooms. There was trap doors. Holmes's own apartment had a trap door in the bathroom, which opened to reveal a staircase, which led to a windowless cubicle. In the cubicle, there was a large chute that tunneled through to the basement. In addition, one room had gas fixtures built in, where Holmes would seal his victims in the room, gas the room, and then move the bodies to the shoot nearby. Oh my he God. built an entire murder hotel. It's like Saw. Yeah, so it's it's actually the uh, the hotel season of uh, American Horror Stories, a lot of that is based off of this. Oh, my God. He literally built an entire building so that he could commit murder after murder after murder and dissect the bodies in the basement. All the doors and some stairs were connected to an alarm system which routed back to Holmes's room. So anytime a patron would leave the room or walk down certain stairs, he would be alerted via this alarm system. This was all set up for the World's Fair? Yeah, this was all... Well, that was like... I mean, it was set up, 
and named the World's Fair Hotel because he knew there would be a lot of transient people coming through for the fair, needing places to stay. Dude had a big stash. Yeah, he did have he did have a big. The scariest part about him was his facial hair. Was his stash? Was his big stash? So for two years in the hotel, he hired more than 150 women to work in the hotel. These women were primarily his victims along with guests. So over the course of two years, he had 150 different women working because he would literally just like hire them, murder them, hire new women, murder them, or any guests that come through. Would, uh, there was a huge rate of fatality if you were a guest in this hotel. I bet he never had to give anyone a raise, though. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah, and like I said, the basement had a dissection table, a crematorium, and acid baths, so it made it hard for police to eventually decide. Yeah. (laughs) It made it hard for the police to eventually decide on the total number of victims Holmes had, but the general number that is quoted is around 200 people. Holy fuckamole. When Holmes was hung, his neck didn't break after the initial drop. Instead, he hung hung for 20 minutes before being proclaimed dead. Good. I hope it sucks (laughs) for him. Yeah. And then... Bef- uh, like in the coming days before he was hung, he claimed that he became the devil and that his face had started to become the devil's face. Well, who's to say it wasn't? Well, let's get into that. <laughs> Ooh. Because in the aftermath <laughs> of Holmes's death, the guy who tipped off the police about his initial insurance fraud and things like that was shot and killed by a police officer. The warden Ooh. of the prison where Holmes was kept killed himself. The caretaker of the hotel killed himself. With his suicide note only reading, I could not sleep. And then finally, the creepiest one, which goes along with this whole devil thing. The DA who argued the case in court died in a fire. Oh, man. And the only thing left unburned on his body was a picture of Holmes. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? That's macabre. That's spooky town. So fucking Dude, that's fucking crazy town. It's insane that he got away with all of it. We got away with all of it. Well, also, for could as you long as he did. One of the police officers who was like, who like had to like go through the hotel and be like, "What the f-? like?" Do you think you're like, "What the fuck?" Or do you think you're like, "Oh, we missed this one." <laughs> Ooh, boss is gonna be so mad. Oh man, this is uh, yeah. He's like, someone should have saw this sweating one. and like. <laughs> <laughs> we need uh, some kind of records of people disappearing or something. <laughs> Yeah, I bet this advanced the record keeping of people. Oh my god, so much. So right. many missing people. Yeah. And like, yeah, now you can never get away with this. It'd be like the first family's gone. There'd be like a video in a Netflix documentary. Yeah. <laughs> like they get busted. <laughs> a week later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it would be just the next so season fast. of cereal will just Also be... <laughs> they would have to have inspectors for like the yeah, that, building right. of a major <laughs> hotel. A hundred like yeah. A hundred like, room hey. hotel. <laughs> The room with, like, eight bathtubs in it and no doors, <laughs> that's a violation of code. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that case-thin room with just gas, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to pass inspection. This episode, I found... I was LOLing as I was listening back to it. Uh, the McDonald's triad part <laughs> is maybe my favorite thing we've said on the podcast. The fucking hamburger. <laughs> that was really funny. And then also the, <laughs> the, the, the hotel not being up to codes is a hilarious <laughs> thought as well. I laughed really hard. It's like, yeah, that room with no doors. <laughs> That's not going to fly. That's not up to code. <laughs> Seems like a fire was really, really funny. It's like with H.H. H. Holmes, he's another one where 
I was like, maybe we jumped the gun saying Carl Tanzler was the worst. <laughs> yeah, it's every single time we listen to new ones, we're like, oh yeah, that guy also is a real, real like, garbage person. Supremely evil. Yes, and uh, it's probably just going to get worse from here, but... We're going to ride it out, baby. Another episode of like hilariously weird, super creepy stuff, but at the end, you get like a real nice, uh, nice spooky finish. It really... <laughs> I don't know if I'll... That's uh, I'm, I'm, at, like, hold on, I'm writing that down in the fucking Fifty Shades of Grey thing. Hold on. <laughs> All right, there it is. Got it. Uh, and got gonna it. Put spooky finish. All right, got it. Okay, so, but it's like one of those th- like a very common theme in the show is like how the fuck did he get away with this for so long? Like what yep. were the? We talk about it, I believe, just like the cops being like showing up and being like, "Oh, we fucked up." <laughs> Yeah, it's that happens like every episode where you're like, "Hey, police, what? How? How? Hey, police, you're like a year or two late. <laughs> so many people, all the time, were dying. No one, no one, do, nobody 200 looked. Bodies. Yeah, and then at the end, the uh, the, the his his picture being the only thing unburned. That's that's oh, that's, that's such a yeah. That's like a what a spooky finish. That's, oh, oh, and <laughs> and write yep, that down. Right there, spooky finish. Got it. Um, but yeah, it's like kind of like the, like what we were talking about earlier with the, um, Mothman where there's like this nice, yeah. like very scary nice bow, bow on top, icing yes. on the cake kind of thing. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. So just like a, just a crazy dude. And you know, when he was doing all this in his head, he was thinking, you know what? I bet I would come in second place on a podcast in a hundred years. <laughs> I bet he, and he boy, it was worth it. You think, I think, honestly, it was worth it. <laughs> All right, Darius, before we get to our number one, first we have to give out a Lifetime Achievement Award. <gasps> a Lifetime Spook Achievement Award? The Lifetime Achievement Award, the number one Monday Morning Macabre supporter and fan. <gasps> Whoa. Jenny. Hey, my wife, am I right? You know that movie? Not only sucking up because it's his wife and the mother of his child and a good friend of mine, but yes. also because she has loved Monday Morning <laughs> Macabre like, since it even came out. She loved the episode. Yeah, she's been she a, made a charcuterie while we were recording. Yeah. And that's a, oh, she, I love charcuterie. She made, she's make, she made the resin magnets that Lulu the barber won. Shout out to you, Lulu. She's just a real supporter of the show. And so thank you to my wife, Jenny, everyone, everyone at home is like, this is, this entire segment is just so that he can get out of like trouble later or something. <laughs> but you know what? It's the Sometimes truth. You just got to pay homage. You got to know where you come from to know where you're going. I wish I could have said that in a Matthew McConaughey voice. Sometimes you got to take a step back. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's the end of the awards segment. The awards. So, 2020 Spooky Awards. So, if you were here just for the 2020 Spooky Awards, you can turn it off right now. Yeah, now you can get out. Uh, we know we know why you're here, and it's over. Now, moving in to the top episode of Season 1. It is a special, special episode that honestly wasn't even supposed to be in the podcast until enough people were writing in about it. And... I guess I'll just I'll just go ahead and say it. Number one episode, season one, episode 17, 18, and 19, the Dyatlov Pass Incident. Uh, this is so poetic. It's such a crazy thing to get so many votes for an episode that we almost didn't put out because it was our literal first recording. First time ever. we ever even sat in front of mics. 
I have never seen technology before. Until that day. Until that day. This was... Until a man put rags over our heads and dragged us into this, like, volcano and stuck us in front of these 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 microphones, I guess they're called? I don't know. I don't know, but it happened, and it was amazing. We talked for hours. <laughs> literal hours. <laughs> literal hours, and then sat down and afterwards thought, we should shorten this greatly. <laughs> and that's uh i mean that's the or this is the this is the origin this is these are the first numero uno dude this is a new hope this is back to the future one this is rocky one this is go through every original movie every this ori- is the matrix this is the fellowship of the ring or i guess the hobbit but still yeah so here's the highlights of season one episode 17 18 and 19 the dialogue pass incident it's it was a long one so they're a little longer <laughs> enjoy So, there's a lot to dissect. Yeah, let's, let's unpack it. So, what I really like about this, like, event and this weird mystery is that, like, A, it's unsolved. So, we're not going to have a... It's not going to tie up nicely in a bow at the end. I'm going to be very unsatisfied. You're going to be so unsatisfied, and that's a Darce guarantee. <laughs> so, at the end of it, it's it's like, nobody knows what happens, and there's just so many theories, and they're all pretty interesting and it runs the gambit of like weird and creepy and like is it a conspiracy is it a yeti is it a ufo is it a missile launch is i'm it on a- board with yeti <laughs> yeah okay so your top one right now is yeti easily okay so that's what i that's why i was like oh i want to do this one first because it like really covers such a crazy variety of like potential weird shit that's good and it's funny because like if you're a cynic this story doesn't sound all that crazy kids take a hard ski route right and then something goes wrong and then, but then when you get into like the really specifics of it it's yeah oh we'll get a into lot the could have happened yeah and you're gonna be like uh what all right xena uh and word on the street is that like several of the dudes in this group had were like crushing hard on xena she was the girl everyone wanted to be like Ooh. i'm looking at the group right now it's 10 people um yeah. only two of them are girls <laughs> that's right there's only two girls. Sorry, Ludmila Dubinina. You lost out to Zena. <laughs> Zena was the, the popular girl. Yeah, she was the popular one. <laughs> we're about get to get a 50 to, 50 shot. Yeah. Uh, so now we're getting to Luda. Like you said, Ludmila Dubinina or Luda. Uh, she was the other girl, as you've mentioned. <laughs> she was 20 years old and the youngest of the group. Okay. Now, here's where she's kind of a huge badass. She was a student of construction industry economics and was a serious person. So she didn't fuck around. No, she did not. Oh, wait, can I say that? What? Fuck around? Yeah. Fuck around. Can we say fuck around? Uh, Fuck around. I mean, we did (laughs) and we are. (laughs) All right. Let's fuck around. Okay. Keep going. So Luda was fucking around. So she was fucking around. No, she doesn't fuck around. She's yeah. She is not listening. Yes. To to F. Why would I even say <laughs> that at this point? No, he said like, okay, anyway. She was not one to do that. She was a very serious person, but she was strong, and she was like very strong-willed, and there was a previous hiking trip that they went on where she got shot in the leg after a companion mishandled a hunting rifle, and she had to be carried out of Siberia's eastern Cyan Mountains over 50 miles 
of rugged terrain and she was just like making jokes cracking jokes hanging out the whole time as they like got out of this place with like a gunshot wound to her leg you could give me robotic legs and i would never walk 50 miles in my entire life so next we've got yori krivenashenko or georgie so krivenashenko is different than doroshenko and right. they just call him georgie yeah he so has got he goes, some ears on it yeah that dude yeah he's got a he's got big old ears uh, he was the group's resident jester and musician, always ready with wisecracks and a mandolin. Right? <laughs> That's so, the guy you want in your group. Right. He's he's the guy, like, he's playing the mandolin, but, like, this is at a time where, like, that's not, you're not an annoying person. Mandolin's dope. Because, like, <laughs> that's, like, that's what is the only form Mandolin's of entertainment cool. in Russia. Yeah. 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 He was, like, he's really lucky he was born. Like, on the campsite, and... if you don't have a guy playing mandolin, you're all going nuts. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh man, I'm so bored." Where's uh that one instrument that like two people know how to play? Yeah. <laughs> so they're going from the southern city. Yep, they're going from south to north. Okay. Basically, they're on the train, and then a newcomer appears. A new, a new, new challenger. A, a approaches. new challenger approaches. It happened to be an acquaintance of Igor's who had asked to tag a lawn in the last minute because his group it kind of dis- dissolved oh fuck this guy <laughs> so this is like right out of a horror movie right and Isn't this, this like guy a who's like oh yeah you didn't just go insane for the right. time period since i last saw you so his name is alexander semyon zolotaryov uh. but his nickname is sasha mm-hmm. and this dude was 37 <laughs> Wait. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds old. Yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, compared to the rest of them, he is he's much older. Um, was that weird then? I that, that's the thing I was thinking. I was like, if I don't I know. If I was like with my friends in college and one of them was like, "Oh, hey, look, it's my <laughs> friend." And it's a 37-year-old guy yeah. who none of us know. Yeah, and he's this tatted up ex-marine, well, not marine, but ex-soldier. Um, and Sasha Zolotaryov was so, intended to set off with a student hiker um and they're headed into the subpolar urals but then the timetable didn't suit him well um so then he got introduced to igor i hate and this his group yeah yeah, it, yeah the alarm I, bells immediately uh, yeah there's like, red flags yeah uh, right like siberia winter is right. a big red flag um guy yep. who has like his body doesn't work because of rheumatoid <laughs> arthritis that's a red flag yep um and then a 37-year-old man with gold teeth shows up. Yeah. <laughs> he has gold teeth, by the way. That's like the biggest red flag. Yep. He had a... That's like a like the flags you see at the fire stations that are huge. That's a big <laughs> red flag. Yep, exactly. So... Also, he had a tattoo of beets. <laughs> like the vegetable? The, yeah, like the vegetable. Not beets by Dre, because this is 1959. Like yeah. The vegetable. Like Dwight Schrute. Like... Yeah, exactly. He like rolled up farm. from Schrute Farms <laughs> with gold teeth, inked up, and he got an ink of beets is that like a tough imagery in Russia? <laughs> i don't know i don't know people when... now get like eagles and tigers and stuff yeah. and like he gets he's beats. like yo this this crop right here <laughs> bruh so he's got i beats. was gonna get a turn it but i didn't want it to seem too hard <laughs> someone wanted to intimidate people or show off power and so they did so by killing three hikers they unleashed the fire <laughs> the fire demons i know all details in this event and can say the only that only those who were inside the orbs know more than I do. Whether they were people Wait, inside. What? He thinks that it's like UFOs, orbs. Oh, I'm thinking it's a ball of fire. Well, that's what. Just sentiently 
flying around. around. Well, I guess he thinks it's hikers. like a ball of fire, but inside the fire are aliens, more or less, is what it sounds but like. But the fire doesn't burn anything. It yeah. just beats the crap out of people. He said whether there were people inside, and I'm saying that with air quotes, whether there were people inside that time or any time is yet unclear. Ivanov was reluctant to say whether or not he thought the orbs were some kind of weapon, preferring instead to talk in vague terms of energy bundles unexplained by modern science. I hate that. To quote Yuri Yudin, he says, this is, this is actually a quote that starts the book, but it's also a pretty good quote to end on. He says, if I could ask God just one question, it would be what really happened to my friends that night. Yuri Yudin. I mean, this this is like my like I said in that podcast episode. This is just my favorite mystery ever. There's so much going on and so many players that it's like so interesting to think about, like how. Yeah, there's so many possibilities and none of them are any less or more valid than other ones because there's like just enough evidence to kind of give you an idea, but not enough for anyone to be definitive about what happened. Dude, and also this is where we learned about fucking Murder Wind. <laughs> yes, Murder <laughs> I, st- I think about Murder Wind on a regular basis Murder now. Wind is... Honestly, so many events in history have been affected by murder wind. I'm sure of it. Yeah, I'm like walking now, like when I go for walks in the city and it's the fall. So like it's windy a lot of the time, like and it's coming off like a building and it has a little whistle to it. I was I'm just like, am I about to go nuts? <laughs> like, am I about to fucking die? You're like, am I about to cut out of my tent right now? Am I about to have like a little fucking mountain tornado come through and like <laughs> sound like a freight train? And then I just like jump in the river and an energy ball of fire is going to punch me in the face. It's ridiculous. And like the you kind of it's like a pulling out a string thing where like they find one body and it's like oh this one yep. is here and it like froze to death and stuff and then another one that's in a totally different state and they yes. find all these bodies and then there's also just the cast of characters of 1950s russia is hilarious oh my God. it's so different it's from so good. like our experience anything like, else that like a group of friends had like a mandolin player like a 37 year old <laughs> guy like <laughs> A man with gold teeth and beat tattoos. Yeah, fucking boots. And then it's it was just, just ridiculous. So good. I just love talking about how much like the idea of them just loving mandolin. <laughs> I think that like I'm so happy that other people also were like, yeah, that this is we we also enjoy this topic so much. It's very it makes me very happy, and I. I'm subscribed to the Dialov Pass newsletter, so I always get little updates, and I'm waiting for that one email where it's like, we fucking figured it out. We did it. We captured the tor- the murder tornado that did it. <laughs> He's in handcuffs, and we're going <laughs> to have a have an episode where we discuss the, the solution at some point, maybe hopefully in the future. Now, this is also the only multi-part episode we have, although I do have one, I think, in the works that I'm planning for another multi-part episode. Ooh, a uh, season so, two or a season one part two deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to have another deep dive some point in season two because there's something I want to talk about pretty bad. Ooh, talk about uh, it, And Daddy-o. it'll probably take longer than our usual tight 
25 to 35 minute episodes. Yeah, if Sling and Dingers can give us a little flexibility, usually right at, you know, 30 minutes, they're really looking at us. They're really giving us the... Yeah, they're like... They're like giving us the slashing their throat signs, like, (laughs) keep talking, I'll fucking kill you. So that's your number one episode, guys. Again, just... Thank you to everybody who has supported the podcast, listened to the podcast, told people about the podcast. Anybody out there who is just listening and enjoying it, we really appreciate you. It means the world to us that people are actually like partaking, but also like communicating with us and like telling us how much they enjoy the show and actually being fans of it. It's crazy. It's nuts. This started as just a hobby and it's like... It's blossomed into a bigger hobby. Yeah, <laughs> a slightly larger <laughs> hobby. But it's amazing. Any also, kind of support. Also, thank you to everyone who voted. Way more votes came in than expected. And quickly. I was surprised. Yeah. We were like, oh, we might get like one or two people who will be like, hey, this is my favorite stuff. But we got like many, many, many more than that. And so thank you to everyone who voted. Go out and vote yourselves. If you're from the United States, that's something else. Go exercise your right to vote. Yeah. You voted for Monday Morning Macabre. Now go vote for the nation, you know? And just, again, just big thank you to all the listeners. This episode's for you guys, and I we hope you enjoyed looking back at season one. I know I did. What a ride. I mean, think about what how much changed in our lives over <laughs> this year. True, yeah. In between we our recording of the Allof Pass and today, <laughs> it is wildly different, especially my life of now having a daughter and a house (laughs) and a house like a mortgage and a daughter and and me i've learned to trust again after my fish died (laughs) so we're all growing as people a lot so we've really had some crazy character arcs going on in this (laughs) podcast and thank you all for listening and being a part of it i hope you all have such a good halloween this should be out on halloween so I mean, we're recording it in Halloween morning. <laughs> it's going to be a, be a tight turnaround. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a quick turn on this bad boy. And just have a good Halloween. And you guys know where to find us. Hey, you know where to find us. Inside the volcano, baby. Inside the volcano. From the insides of the volcano, this is Darcy and Scones saying, have a good Monday. Until next season. Until next season. Which will be... Next Monday. This episode is going to count as this this Monday. Yeah, we're not fucking so, perfect, and we got to go to a, a post and after awards show party. Yeah, we have an award show party. It's going to get pretty crazy. I heard. And uh, we're not gonna be able I'm, to... I'm hearing uh, Tiny Scones is already drunk back there. What? Well, yeah, that's because all he needs is like a half of a like nip to be like dead. That dude knows how to party. That guy knows how <laughs> to party. Tiny Sconesy. All right. Have a good Monday. Have a good and Monday. Halloween, and season one. Boy, boy.